Welcome back to the White Noise Podcast. I'm Ethan, joined by Gaping Anus. Gaping Anus. <laughs> Gaping Anus. <laughs> and today we do not have Jacob behind the glass. Uh, but we do have a very special guest uh, appearing for the second time on the show, mine and Gaping Anus's great friend, Joe. Welcome back to the White Noise Podcast. Thank you, Ethan and uh, Gavin. It's good to be here. It's good Bye. to have you, Joe. Um, so how you been? What have you been up to? I know you went, you've been to Spain. You, uh, you, uh, Spain. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're actually coming from Spain. That's crazy. Yes, I'm coming from Spain. Madrid. <laughs> Barcelona, yeah, but great, great uh, to great to have you. Uh, when was the last time you were on? Back in March, wow, April. We did the Blade Runner review. We yes. did. Good times, good times. That movie is one of my favorite movies. Really? No. Oh, okay. Oh. For the memes, but <laughs> speaking of meme movie, American Psycho. I finished that movie. I still haven't seen it. That's uh, it is a very meme movie. Very meme movie. I've only um, seen like the first. 30 minutes. There's like a meme every three minutes. Legit. Makes sense. Every yeah. single scene that I was like, hey, I've seen this one before. Like, <laughs> every two minutes. Okay, movie. I didn't like it that much. Really? Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Soundtrack was really good. The like, soundtrack is very good. It's very 80s, obviously. It's too... It's too weird. It's too... It's like, did this all happen? Did it not? What the hell happened? No it's spoilers, too... please. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I agree. I, uh, I, uh, I agree with that. Analysis. It ends on a bad note. No, just kidding. Spoilers. Um, no, cool. That's great. Great to have you, Joe. Um, what have you been up to? Um, well, Spain, obviously, that was fun. Studying abroad mm-hmm. and then, uh, hanging out with some friends there. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Went to a, a concert for Bring Me the Horizon. That was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. You're wearing the shirt. Yep. I do. I gotta say, I like that shirt. I wonder, nice shirt. I wonder why you like that shirt, Gavin. <laughs> I think it's a great shirt. Describe what the shirt is. You got the American flag, and I like America. Um, can you turn, Joe? I can't see it entirely. I'm not a big fan of the wings, but it's whatever. Well, <laughs> color white on a t-shirt that's supposed to be metal band. Eh. Okay, that's right. that's okay. That's your critique of the shirt. Yeah, it's got the uh, the tour name and like dates on the back. That's good. But yeah, that's nice. I'm glad you're you're nice enjoying shirt. life, Joe. <clears throat> Thank you. And uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's let's start the show. And we're back. Do you think camels and sharks know each other exist? Do I think camels and sharks know each other as good? I, I saw like... that question posed, and I was like, huh, do they? When an animal sees us, do they think, do they know that we're a human, or do they just go, what the hell is that, and just, like, run away? Honestly, I think they're like, what the hell is that? Like, collectively, do you think they know? Because they don't, do they, are they sentient? Like, what is sentience? That's a good question. Is the sentience, like, being able to look in the mirror and know that's you? Or is that, like, a, like... It's being able to acknowledge that, uh, that you exist, right? Well, don't don't like cats and dogs when they see themselves in mirrors kind of freak out sometimes? They do until they get used to it. Okay. But it's like, do they know that that's them or do they just know that it's not a threat? Hmm. I'm not sure. 
It's weird. Yeah. Sentience, animals. It's weird. Hmm. I don't know. I had to get that out of my system. I was thinking just, about that yeah. all day. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just with, didn't. let's let's uh, let's follow it up with your space fact then. Space fact. So we have an ancient gamma ray burst that was recently just observed. And yeah, gamma ray. So we think it's Planet Hulk on its way. Would work. This Hulk. could this could be yeah. This could be Disney's new attempt at trying to bring Hulk back into the spotlight. Rip. So I'm. Pretty hype for Planet Hulk now, World War Hulk, anything Hulk related. No more Professor Pussy? No. <laughs> or Smart Hulk, whichever, whatever you want to call it. Um, That's, I know I said I was going to have a full in detail She-Hulk review. That will yeah. have to be postponed to another date. Oh, okay. Just because I didn't have time to watch it this week. I was busy with work. Which is why Interesting. Jacob is not here for the... He's watching She-Hulk? Second or third week in a row. Yeah, he's watching She-Hulk. <laughs> um, but and he hates me. How is and, it, and he hates him. In how, D&D yeah. and real life. Yeah. How is Andor Jake, going? Jacob hates Joe, which is why the last time Joe was on, Jacob wasn't here. And we didn't even have an alternate either. It we was, didn't. Paul was It was just here. us three. The only time there's been just me and Gavin and a guest has been Joe. So I'm special. Or Jacob just hates you. True. Oh, that. He said that. I was like, hey, uh, the podcast is at eight. Uh, Joe's going to be on. He's like, Joe's going to be on. Ugh. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> just kidding, Joe. Joe, don't make that face. You're not kidding. Joe, put your clothes back on, damn it. So how has Andor been? Uh, don't avoid that question again or I'll kill you. <laughs> Answer me, David. I don't know how Andor has been. I'm not the one watching it. But he did say that he really liked it. Is it? Okay. <laughs> he did say that. Uh, no, he said he really liked it. He was really enjoying it, like where it was going, what it was exploring. I've seen like the first three episodes. It's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. That's I, He said it from what he said before. He said it's more grounded, more like yeah. day-to-day. Which is not really shown in Star Wars, so that's cool. It feels like it has a like a bigger budget than like Boba Fett did, which was the last one I watched. Garbage. You didn't watch Obi Wan? No. Good. You guys save yourself. Bad. Save yourself from that. Um, but yeah, and in other news, uh, how about that uh, that Man of Steel two announcement? Let's go, baby! Superman. Ten years later. I haven't... Yeah, has it been... It's been a while. Nine years, but... Well, it'll probably be like 10 or 11 by the time it actually comes out. It'll be yeah. 13 or 14 oh, by the time wow. it comes maybe my out. Kid, maybe my kid will <laughs> like it when, when they watch it. Um, no, but yeah, it's, it's exciting. I mean, it's funny how in the past nine years, everyone's like, Man of Steel 2, when's it coming out? When's it coming out? And, you know, Warner Brothers is like, nah, I don't really feel like... It. I don't know why not, considering Superman seems to be the only really consistent character that people really like when it comes mm-hmm. to the DC universe outside of batman yeah who has like 1500 movies at this point superman and batman and maybe wonder woman those are probably like the three obviously most popular yeah i liked wonder woman the first one first one was good although i never saw 1984 i didn't either because people everyone literally everyone, everyone i know i, I watched bad. it it was awful okay. was it it was, <sighs> it was awful um no but yeah with superman like henry cavill's superman I think where he differs from like Batman being super popular is super. I feel like a majority of people in the modern day like Henry Cavill's like Superman over other iterations. Yes, people still love Christopher Reeves. 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 I didn't know if the, is it Reeves or Reeves? singular Reeves. Okay, George <laughs> Reeves was the TV Superman. Okay, that's Christo- where I Christopher Reeves. Okay. Yeah, I know people love him. He's iconic. Yes. But where Superman differs from, like, Batman is there's, like, three or four different Batmans in the last 20 years, and they've all been 
good, great, some of them. Which one? <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. Please specify that. Pe- people have so many different opinions when it comes to like who plays Batman. It's the same thing with Spider-Man. Henry Cavill, it was a new era of technology to where you can have Superman doing this crazy shit, and that's why people like him. And I think it's... That's why he's been the most consistent part of DC. I was going to say, I think it's the more... Well, at least why I like Henry Cavill's Superman and the portrayal in Man of Steel specifically is it's, like, a little more grounded, and the fact that we have, like, a super being that has a lot of self-doubt and just... Uh, I don't want to say depression, but it is a little bit of, a little he, bit was, of he was definitely a little sad for me. Yeah, just... Uh, I don't know, it just makes the character more interesting, I feel, than some depictions and it's henry cavill yeah who the hell doesn't like henry cavill my sister which one the oldest one why i don't know i remember i was i was in my room chilling after a long day at work she's in the dining room she's talking and she says like oh i don't find henry cavill attractive and i ran out of there like oh what she's lying what you don't find (laughs) what it's impossible um i was like henry cavill's like the new ryan reynolds and uh, she's like, oh, I didn't find Ryan Reynolds. I was like, <laughs> Gavin's face. Lies. <laughs> so I'm, Pure what? lies. But You can lie to yourself, but you can't lie to me. <laughs> but yeah, so I remember <clears> that. <throat> and, I, and then I was like, oh, wow. She's uh, not my sister. <laughs> but Superman. Great character. Um, I know we wanted to bring up just the character of Superman in general. What makes him so great. Right, Joe? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's just the fact that Nowadays, we have tons of superheroes that are kind of a little more, like, grim and gritty and, like, people... What's the word? It's like they struggle with their ability to do good, and Superman is just an all-good, all-powerful superhero. And I find that really interesting because we don't have a whole lot of that nowadays. I mean, like, Captain America, maybe, but, like, Batman has... (laughs) A lot of darkness inside. Yeah. Spider-Man struggles with the darkness every now and then, especially when he gets, like, the Venom suit. Mm-hmm. So just ha- having a, a super being that is, like, represents the goodness, the hope in all people is really cool. Yeah, and him being, like, all-powerful. True. Does, does Marvel... It's the whole thing with, like, Lex, like if you're all-powerful, you can't be all-good, right? That's yeah, fine. yeah. Does Marvel have, like, a counterpart for that? I know they have, like, Sentry and, like, a, mar- a superhero type of person but does do they have that type of flair in a hero like representing peace and justice like the closest boy. is captain america yeah i think captain, america? captain yeah. america that's captain america he's just not as like op as superman yeah you know? plus you also get like the the story of superman being an immigrant which that adds some humanity and yeah it's just really cool storyline that's been i think superman's it depends on the writer, to be honest. They can make him either really interesting or... That's any character. Boring. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I think it's especially true with Superman just because he's kind of harder to write for in general. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Someone who is invincible, man of steel, how do you introduce conflict in him? And a lot of the conflict comes from like his inner conflict, his inner battles of being human. Exactly. And when all else fails and you can't do that, doomsday. Yep. Yep. Dark side. <laughs> Doomsday. <laughs> Doomsday. Yep. So that's why I like Superman, and I. Batman. We'll, we'll get Superman. into that later. After later? the movie review, will we? Um. But with with that, I'm really excited. Man of Steel two is finally happening. Hopefully. 
Hopefully. Hopefully we'll get to see it. Maybe, maybe Gavin will write for it. <laughs> maybe I will write for it. Who knows? Warner they're looking Brothers. For, they're looking for writers. They keep reaching out to me, but I don't know if I really want to. <laughs> really? Unfortunate. Uh, that was a false statement. They have not been reaching out to me. <laughs> That's so. Um, but yeah, I mean, Superman. He's great. Um, I know that there's rumors of Henry Cavill being in Shazam. Not Shazam. God, I keep calling it Shazam. Nice. Black Adam. <laughs> um, just because The Rock's been a tease about it, a little a little tease, you know, just a little showing, rascal. Yeah, a little rascal about <laughs> showing it. a little ankle there. <laughs> but uh, he's being kind of like hinting at that with like oh black adam's the most powerful being on the planet and like kind of winking doing his little eyebrow raise and it's like oh who's more powerful who's off planet oh my gosh and then even in his interviews he's like you know there's a certain character that's been sidelined for way too long and you're like oh oh what's going on what's going on and he's talked about like he wants to see black adam and superman like fight that would be pretty Um, cool it would be and it's interesting because like obviously or not obviously but captain marvel or shazam is like usually Black Adam's, like, nemesis. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's kind of interesting. He wants, like, a Superman showdown. I guess it's just because Superman is more popular nowadays or, like, to kind of bring Superman, bring Superman back. back. Yep. Yeah. Bring that boy back. back or Shazam. Top. We still like you too, Shazam, but maybe you'll get another chance. <laughs> I mean, he's got another movie coming out. Does he? Yeah. I feel like that was Shazam too. When, when was when's that coming out? I don't know. I say I feel like that was confirmed a while ago. Still nothing. I think they're either like on post production or like still filming. The release date is March twenty twenty three. Okay, damn. So, so that's soon. Yeah, Fury of the Gods. We, we've seen the the trailers for it. I feel like I haven't though. I was gonna say I, I don't think I have. If there yeah. is one, I'll yeah, definitely the, have to check the it out. First trailer came out in July. Jeez. Huh. Interesting. Well, well, Aquaman two though. Did you, didn't we say last week that there's still no release date for Aquaman oh. 2? Dwayne Johnson refused to allow Black Adam to cameo in Shazam 2. We'll get more into that later. Um, Does it say why? I just said we'll get more into that later. Well, I meant like, is this something we're leading into or we just don't know and we're just going to speculate? I said we'll get into that later. Okay. Um, but yeah. How are you, Gavin? <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. I'm doing okay. Um, with that... The moment that everyone in the world has waited for, Gavin's Rings of Power review. Oh, yeah. Woo-hoo. Finally. Three months later. Three months later? The show just ended a week ago. Yeah, but like you hadn't even watched it. You haven't even been able to give us updates. Well, because I wanted to watch. I wanted to wait. If I had given my review weekly as the episodes came out, I feel like it would have came, came out of a lot of ignorance. Um, and this is going to be a full-on spoiler review, correct? Well, I mean, I'm not going to be like breaking down every single episode, but I will be talking about certain events that happen, yeah. Can I ask one question? What's up? Is Sauron in it? Yes. Okay. Um, Spoilers, guys, But if you're if you're interested. I mean, we did just clarify. But yeah. Anyway. But that was like... So... Right up front. <laughs> right off the bat, each episode's an hour. Okay. So, eight episodes here. Unbearable. This yeah. was, it wasn't unbearable, but it was just... No. It's a lot to get through, and one of the major things that this show suffered from was pacing within the first episode we're introduced to like four different storylines <laughs> that we're going to be keeping track of and those storylines begin to sp- like splinter off and we we get introduced to the dwarves and all this stuff but it's just we spend like 15 minutes with each singular storyline and then we jump to another one and then we jump to another one and the problem is, is that nothing really seems to happen until like episode six episode six is when stuff starts to like hit the wall that's when it starts to feel like Lord of the Rings-esque. 
Which, this is another thing I have to bring up. If you walked into this expecting Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit even, um, that that one's on you if you were disappointed about <laughs> it. Uh, while it doesn't measure up, I can't say that it was a bad TV show. But I honestly just went in and at first I wanted to think like, oh, this will tie in. And it does to an extent. But I mean, I stopped just thinking, oh, this will be Lord of the Rings, the sequel. But... So, I would say if you are going to watch it, watch it as its own, and don't be thinking about the Peter Jackson trilogies. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson trilogies. I liked King Kong. Uh, I never saw it. But <laughs> the Peter Jackson one? So, no, I didn't. I watched it recently. It holds up. Is it, is it also like three hours long? It's a long movie. Okay. But it's it's really good. It has Jack Black. Yeah, I was going to say it was that one. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Adrian Brody. So... The problem with the, all of this, like, nothing really seems to happen until episode six. And the problem with that is that that's six hours. That's six hours of watching, and nothing is really happening. So, to put that in perspective, the theatrical releases of Return, or not Return, of uh, Two Towers and Fellowship of the Ring, that would be the equivalent of watching both of those and still not, like, really invested in the... Nothing's really happened Nothing's yet. happened yet. Okay. And the, the show boasts quite a huge budget i mean we're looking at about 60 million dollars per episode yeah isn't it one of the most like expensive oh, yeah, TV shows of all time i think it is the most okay it's got like 430 million dollars for like the whole season somewhere around that number and again to put that into perspective each lord of the rings movie only had like 90 million like 93 94 million so we have quite the huge budget and compared to stranger things season four and uh house of dragon the game of thrones it's even larger than those and um, it didn't really seem to utilize the budget the best that I wanted it to. For instance, the fight scenes. It's, it was one of those where if you weren't paying attention to the middle person, if you started to look around in the back, you saw like a lot of people doing weird stuff. So like for instance, in the beginning, they show a fight scene and you notice that nobody's really like fighting. They're just like grappling. Like I watched like orcs grappling like with different elves and they have their swords in their other hands, just kind of like waving them around. And, you know, the whole time I'm like, why aren't they just stabbing? Or they'll, like, go to clink swords together, and then they'll raise them up, and then they'll just do it again. Yeah. And it was just I, like, I okay. feel like just lately, like, in entertainment, there's been a lot of, like, decent choreography lacking from everything. Yeah. Like, I watched the first episode of She-Hulk, that courtroom fight at the end. Awful. Horrible. Horrible in the choreography. Horrible in the editing. Yeah. And it's just, you, you think about all, the, like, the cool fight scenes and the choreography in them, and... They're at least five years old now. You can't really think of recent ones where it was where it stands out above everything else. Yeah, I'm True. trying to I'm trying to think of one and I can't really think of anything. Like I know like head. the Netflix Daredevil fight scenes, like the hallway fight scenes that are iconic. yeah, those were a while ago. Exactly, those were a while ago. Even like the Game of Thrones um, Battle of the Bastards fight scene uh, battle that was. I don't know how long ago that was now, but that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing anything recent that's just like st- sticking out above everything else. You know, okay. it's just when it comes to writing, they write, they write like, okay, fight scene. And like, there's no progression or anything special about it. There's no care given into the choreography. And that problem kind of infests here. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the beginning, it's where with Galadriel, who is pretty much like a Xena warrior princess type thing. And she's with a company of elves and they're looking for Sauron. They're looking for orcs. And they are trying to find him and kill him so that way they can prevent the end of the world type thing. They run into, I think it was called a snow troll. And the snow troll just like completely 
obliterates all of them except for Galadriel. Galadriel effortlessly takes it down by herself, pretty much. And she couldn't have done it earlier. I've, she wasn't there, so <laughs> I was just like, "This is the people that are supposed to kill Sauron." I was like, "Okay, uh, have fun with that." And the, like one thing I mentioned that I noticed a lot of other people were kind of talking about is it's the same reason people didn't like the Hobbit movies. A lot of the choreography involves a lot of real, like physic breaking moves and just flashy spins and dances and it was just like it was that necessary like did we have to do that like there's parts where galadriel's on horseback dodging arrows and she's literally like doing a full-on fucking gymnastics on the horse i was just like i feel like we could have just dodged to the left i mean i get that we want to be fancy and stuff but it just looks weird and it makes me it's a head like tilter like what the hell was that um and we could have gotten a cool fight scene with all the elves right there. Like, we could have seen a coordinated fight, but instead, we didn't really want to do that. Speaking of Galadriel, throughout the whole season, she's kind of insufferable, to say the least. She's super entitled and just straight up like an asshole, which I get what they're going for, considering this is a long game. I mean, I looked it up. There's five seasons planned, with season two coming out possibly next year. So... You know, it's obviously a character arc. We're going to see her go from that into the Gladio we know hopefully. in Lord of the Rings. Hopefully, which you know, at the, towards the end of season one, we do see her changing a little. Okay. So it's like, okay. Well, is it supposed to be the same continuity as the movies? I think so. Okay. But they couldn't get exactly all the rights to the stuff that the movies had, I believe. So they can't, they can't really use utilize. the word. They can't use the word Hobbit in it, huh. for example. And that leads to Gavin's next critique. The Harfoots. Oh, man. Okay. The Harfoots, as simply as I can describe them, are the filler. Every time there was something interesting happening, it was like the commercial break. The Harfoots came in, and it was just, they were so boring, and they were just so uninteresting. I mean, they didn't have much charm at all to them compared to the other Hobbits. Like, if we go to, again, I really don't want to compare this to the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but if we're going to compare the Hobbits to the Harfoots, like, if you look at Merry and Pippin, and you look at Sam and Frodo, they all kind of were troublemaker funny but they all had their own like distinct character traits that made them stand out and also made them interesting not to mention they all changed for the most part whereas nori the main character for the harfoot was very cut simple she was she was uh so there's a wizard who comes down on a meteor and smashes into their village and pretty much you think that's going to be interesting. You were like, oh my gosh, this could be a very interesting plot. Who is this guy? And they pretty much just turned it into an Iron Giant arc where everyone's afraid of him. And she's like, no, 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 he can be nice. He can be good. Watch him. And then he does actions that scare them. And then they're like, no, he's evil. He's bad. He can be doing harmful things. And she literally, even towards the end of the season, was like, you are who you choose to be type of thing. I legit was waiting for the dude to go Superman. Like, Shout out Iron Giant. <sighs> it just it was felt very cookie cutter type but we later find out this is fucking gandalf that uh is who this guy is i mean that was a state that was a bold statement from me we don't know but he's a wizard he's tall he's he resembles you know kind of like sir e mckellen and then at the very end of the last episode he says an exact phrase that gandalf uses so it's like oh, fools. no it's uh <laughs> always follow your nose or something like that and it was okay. like oh okay i was like that's who that is which I'm cool with it, but again, that that all that interesting stuff that I just told you about happens like the end of the series. <laughs> like for six, 
I'm sorry, for seven painstaking episodes, there is just nothing to be had with the Harfoots. Not to mention, they're, they're like hypocritical. They want to seem like a tight-knit group. And yet, like, legit, okay, oh, don't, no one walks alone because they have to migrate. That's the biggest thing of their plotline has to offer is that they're migrating. You know, you have Elrond and the dwarves trying to, you know, uh, I can't, I'm brain farting a little. You have plot lines that deal with, like, life and death situations, the world. And then we go back to the Harfoots who, oh, no, Nori's dad broke a leg and they got to migrate and he might get left behind. Like high stakes versus low stakes? Yeah, that, and that's why I refer to it as, like, a filler. Because it was like, oh. Okay. And there was, there, I legit had to pause it once because in about episode seven, I believe, Mount Doom starts to erupt and everything's going to shit. Everything's going to chaos. And then legit, the next scene... Cuts right back to the Harfoots, where it's one of the characters getting water and just singing and having fun. And I legit had to, like, pause, and I laughed, because I was like, they really just did, they really... So it's like, they're doing it on purpose, where something cool's happening, and then they just pull the rug out from under you, and they're like, oh, back to the Harfoots. Yep. <laughs> and you want to know what the best part is? My favorite episodes were the ones that had nothing to do with the Harfoots. I mean, the ep- there was, like, I think it was episode three and four. Harfoots were hardly in it, and it, those were the best episodes. And... Yeah. I think it's because they have no significance on the plot, really, until the end with the with uh, the apparent Gandalf, which they just call the stranger the whole time. But literally, you can cut them out of the entire season. Nothing changes. Like, at least yeah. the other plot lines, like, start to interweave with each other, but they're just not there. And they were just so, like I said, so boring. Um, the dialogue was pretty obnoxious. They tried really hard. To make it seem like it, they tr- they spoke a lot in um, metaphors, and uh, what's that other word? It's kind of like Shakespearean. I'm blanking, yeah. but <laughs> they speak in fucking metaphors, and they try to speak in like poems. Like I'm watching a play, and I mean there are some times where they literally just say lines, and I'm just like, huh? What does that mean? Like I they're was trying like, to be deep, but yeah, they're trying to be deep, and it's like I know what they mean, but it's just like why? I mean, like every other yeah. line was like. Like it's over the top. Yeah, you know? it was just some random. Like, like they, someone says something, you're like, "Oh, I need to top what they said," and they say it. And yeah, they respond with, "Oh, I need to top of that." It got yeah. to the point to where I legit, I think there was one scene where they straight up just started talking to each other like that for like a solid minute and a half, and I'm just like, "Why can't we just speak in English?" I was like, "Really, the peasants are speaking like fucking Romeo and Juliet over here?" Like, okay. Um, but I mean, I guess you could look past that a little if the fight scenes were cool. If there was something to hook you, but there was nothing there. Like I said, for the first six episodes, that's six hours of just waiting. How many something there's eight episodes total? There's eight episodes total. Damn. Also, one of the things that I really wanted to see is if you go onto the show, there's a Balrog. Uh-huh. There's no fucking Balrog. There's like one in the very beginning, in the background, maybe if you paid attention. And then there's like one three-second scene with one in I the re- middle. I remember them marketing... A whole like there was a whole lot of marketing around the Balrog, like releasing images of it. Oh yeah, no, there was. It, where was he? I, he was. We see him get pissed off at like a leaf. Um, <laughs> I mean that quite literally. He sees a leaf and then yells at the camera and then boop. I forget who we cut to after that. But so that was some negative stuff. But let's go with some positive stuff. The dwarves. The dwarves, in my opinion, were the best part of this show. Anytime they were on screen. Durin and Elrond's relationship felt authentic. And in my opinion, that's like the only time the writing really started to shine. Anywhere else, it was just obnoxious. Galadriel just being entitled and annoying, obnoxious. 
the useless love story between the one girl and Arundir, which is the elf that's supposed to be watching over them, felt useless, and I just, I don't get the point of it, and they just disappeared at the end of the season. Um, which they explain why they're not there, but it just felt like out of nowhere. Like, if you just missed, like, 20 minutes of an episode, you'd have no idea what the hell happened. Um, but outside of that, the set pieces and the costume designs were really nice. They were well done. They looked good. Outside of that, like, the dwarves, though, I really don't have much to offer. I mean, they had a huge budget here, and I would have liked some cool, intricate fight scenes that were well choreographed and interesting, but they... They just weren't there. The villain was cool, Adar. He tried to bring like, humanization. Humani- is that a word? Humanity. Humanity towards the orcs. And he's like, you know, all of our orcs have names. They have lives. They're not just ruthless killing machines. And I'm like, see, that would be cool. Only we don't get to see any named orcs or see any of their lives. <laughs> they don't so. explore it at all? No. Uh, so I'm like, okay. Find out that they know what a menu is? Yeah, they explore. Their exploring is just him saying it. Uh, they don't show you at all that they have. I think the so. Good old tell based, not show. Ba- yep. Based off what you have been telling me, it's with the way it's been written. It's like, oh, let's tell them instead of showing them. Oh yeah. And the whole thing is show, don't tell. That's like one of the yeah. It was big just, things in storytelling. It's just dialogue is just it. It can work if the dialogue is great. Yeah. But it's just not there, and the dialogue is just very inconsistent. Going back to the Harfoots, I'm going to keep hammering down on them. It's so funny. Like Now what I liked about the show, I liked this, but this, and then you just go back and... And then the the Harfoots, like I said earlier, that they're hypocrites because nobody walks alone. All right, guys. uh, So before we begin our our, our migration, let's go ahead and talk about the people we left behind because they couldn't keep up. And then, I mean, legit, that was a scene. I was like, okay. um, So much for not abandoning each other in unity, right? Uh, one of the girls of the village is supposed to be super wise, I guess, considering the leader was like, oh, Malva, for once, can you not be right or something like that? Because she's just giving good advice. Where the scene before that, the family that's iron gianting the, the, the stranger, she recommends that, oh, they're breaking our laws. We should destroy their wheels on their caravan so they get left behind. Okay. And then the scene after that, she's, she's uh, seen reading a map trying to point everybody because, spoiler alert, the leader of the village dies. And um, thing's been a spoiler, right? Yeah, she's tr- she's shown reading the map because now she's the new wayfinder, and she's reading the map upside down, and it's like okay, this is. The- <sighs> I was like, okay, whatever, sure. And then again, nobody walks alone, but they were very keen on leaving their asses behind. So, yeah, that's that's that a huge budget, but honestly, you wouldn't really notice considering the costumes. Like I said, were cool, and the effects were good. But I felt like they could have been better, especially considering the huge budget they had. This was nothing that blew me out of the water. Like, Lord of the Rings was... I keep fucking comparing it. You're not supposed to. <laughs> I, but, I mean, I was watching that, and I was, like, amazed. The, no, that's, that's the amazing the establishing you shots. Can't, you can't say you're not supposed to compare it. They're directly connected, okay? When you were creating the show, you're like, man, we need to, like, live up to what we're, like, creating it for. Like... Yes, even if they said, oh, Lord of the... You said a couple weeks ago, like, oh, um, Peter Jackson wasn't consulted at all because, like, oh, Lord of the... Like, the trilogy wasn't... There's some things that weren't true to canon. Um, but a lot of the fan base, I'd say, confidently, 90% of, like, diehard Lord of the Rings fans love those movies. Yeah, and I mean... So it's it's the same thing. It's, it's, a, it's not a good argument to say, oh, well, it's not true. So when you're creating Rings of Power with this big a budget, it has to at least 
hold a candle to what you're creating it off of. I don't expect it to be better. I don't expect it to be like, oh, this is right up there with it, but at least show some effort so that you're not saying, oh, you can't even compare the two. Like, it's not that bad. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an excuse. You're you're giving, you're letting the show off the hook because you're like, oh, if you don't compare it to anything else, Lord of the Rings related, it's not that bad. But it's, then what's the point? It's like saying, if you don't compare, the Kenobi show to the prequels, it's not that bad. Like if you just completely forget about the prequels and just watch Kenobi show, it's not a bad show, but it's supposed to relate and connect to everything else that's already been made and established. Yeah. And that's, that is true. Uh, One of the major gripes a lot of people had is that they compress hundreds of years into Mm -hmm. this one show. So, but I, I, so there's a bunch of like, there is a lot of rush of time. There's a, no, they're just, they're just, they just happen. Or like they don't, Happen later down the road. They happen now. Oh, oh. I thought I heard there was gonna, no, no, wait, that there's, was that was Andor where there was there's no like be like time oh, yeah, jumps. Andor. So there's no time rooms. jumps. I mean, time passes, but nowhere near as much as there <laughs> okay. should. Like maybe a few weeks pass. <laughs> okay, which but like in canon, it's like this happens over the course of because like, happens over the course of like hundreds of years. Yes, but I can't, I can't. Th- that would be boring to watch at that point. It's already mm-hmm. horrible pacing. If we were gonna do that, <laughs> it would take six seasons for what happened in season one to fucking happen. Oh, okay, so I don't care about that. And I can't, I can't bag on it for not staying true to canon because Lord of the Rings trilogy did that exact same thing. There were a lot of things that weren't in the books. So Legolas like, shield surfing for one. Yes, Legolas shield surfing. Uh, if we watched, uh, not the, a big deal. If we watched the movie of the Hobbits, like Ooh, I said, yeah. they had tell, they had all sorts of goofy changes, yeah. reality changing things that happened, and um, and a lot of people hated the Hobbit for that. Yeah. So I can't really bag on the Lord of Rings of Power because of that. Here's the thing. And I mentioned this to Gavin last night. We are so deprived of good entertainment. Not even good entertainment. Great entertainment. And it's not selfish to be like, I want something great. I want something to blow me away. That we haven't had any of that in the last like five years or so. Mm -hmm. And so when stuff comes out like this, like Rings of Power, Obi-Wan Kenobi, She-Hulk, that kind of stuff... The argument's always like, well, it's not that bad, which is such a, a cop-out, you know, saying it's not that bad because we're we're not used to getting anything good anymore, you know? So the, the bar keeps getting lowered and lowered, and it's like, well, we need to hold these writers and creators to a high standard or else we're going to keep getting shows that aren't that bad. Yeah, because, like, people, when, people are like, you shouldn't have this high expectations for something. Yeah. It's like, why not if they're putting all this money and effort this into it? This is the most why? expensive TV show of all time. It should be... Phenomenal. Yeah, why, you know? why, why shouldn't I expect if it to be If one episode cost the same that it took Peter Jackson to make one movie, why shouldn't it be great? Why why shouldn't it be one of the best things ever? I agree. Yeah. Um, I, and that's why in my notes originally I pointed out every small little flaw that I had. But I'm not going to say that because we'd be here all fucking yeah. day. We'll do that on our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that on our Patreon. <laughs> there were just a few, like, just a few stupid movements. People putting weapons away when they shouldn't be. The group that gets their ass handed to them by the snow troll, they all want to be symbol- symbolic and showing that they're no longer going to follow Galadriel. So they all put their weapons on the floor and then leave. And I was like, okay, well, what happens if we run into anything else? Now that you have no weapon, what are you going to do? <coughs> all sorts of stuff like that. I I didn't have a problem with the elves' portrayal, although I will say they definitely look a lot different compared to anything we've seen. Maybe not what you've read, but what you've seen. 
And once again, I want to say that Jorv's best part of the show. Um, I didn't think the actors and actresses were that bad. I heard a lot of people didn't like. There the you acting. go, saying it again. That bad? Well, no, no, no. These were <laughs> these were. I think for the most part, a lot of them were like novices. And they were new, so I mean, they're not gonna have fucking Tom Cruise. No, but I mean, they weren't trash. Okay. So, and I say some of them. I don't mean all of them, <laughs> but okay. So I mean, you, again, you gotta just kind of be gentle with it and just be patient and that being said season two season one ended on a really good note season one's like the last two episodes were great if every single episode had been like episode seven and eight i would have been like holy shit this show's great but it wasn't the last hour and a half of the eight hour journey was great but everything before that maybe like 30 45 minutes of that whole entire time span was just eh not a great percentage. No, not at all. But with how everything, there's no way they fuck up season two. With how everything is, <laughs> with let's how, write that down. With how they've led this up, they, and the reason I don't want to harshly judge season one too much is because again, this is a long game. We got to set everything up first. A lot of the season was spent world building, which can be a little boring when it's purely only world building with nothing really happening. But. I'm willing to be patient if it means that season two is going to be just remind me that this is Lord of the Rings type of universe, which there were a few moments. There was a horse charge where there's tons of soldiers rushing in. And I was like, oh, my God, I almost felt like I was watching Lord of the Rings. And then it was over in like two minutes. So I was like, <laughs> OK. But again, with a huge budget, I'm kind of disappointed that we didn't get. I want to know how the fuck Helm's Deep was so awesome. And that that whole sequence lasted what? 25 30 minutes that was a huge sequence and again this that movie had a like i don't even know how much i don't know how much of the budget was pertained to just that one portion of the entire movie but i like to believe that with this budget that we had pulled in we could have gotten something of the same production value but instead we have wargs that are cgi monsters and even the orcs didn't really look that great were the orcs practical i think so but they just weren't they didn't look anything they didn't look menacing. They just looked like, they just looked like, gray green humans. Uh-huh. So I mean, and that's I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. They they didn't look like humans, but they didn't they didn't intimidate me at all. Like at least the orcs and the urukai in Lord of the Rings, fucking comparing it to, were menacing. I was intimidated by those. At least as a kid. Obviously nowadays I'm not as intimidated, but they were menacing. And I will say, this show did not pull punches on people they were killing. These, they were killing everybody. The or- when the orcs were allowed to shine and kill people, they were slitting throats, slowly stabbing women, killing them and burning them. Like, mm-hmm. there was no pulled punches in that aspect. So the parts where we did get to see fighting and killing, it was like, oh, damn. But they, in those fighting and killings, they also did a lot of fake-outs. Every single time one of our characters was in peril, you had the whole, the like, orc raises his sword and like time seems to slow down and then someone stabs him from behind and saves. I mean, that happened so many times. Or maybe somebody didn't stab him, but the orc gets ready to deal a killing blow and then he gets shot in the back from someone else. Mm-hmm. That happened pretty liberally. Hmm. To the point to where I literally just started calling it. One of our characters is about to get stabbed. Oh, I bet you that guy's going to come. Oh, there he is. Yep. All right, cool, man. It just kind of sucks out all of the intensity of the fight when I know that none of the main characters are really in trouble. Yeah. And uh, 
I just looked it up right here. Uh, each episode rings power. So if you one episode had a $60 million budget. Yeah. Fellowship of the Ring, whole movie, $93 million. Yeah. And then the, the two sequels, 94. The whole the whole season one of Rings of Power has a much higher budget than all three of the yeah. trilogy. Which that's is, why I'm that's why I'm kind of astounded. But from what I've learned, writing a TV show is a lot different when it comes to pacing and how you spend your budget compared to a movie. But I don't really think that means that the TV show has to be boring. Uh, the first Hobbit movie, 180 million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> they from what I heard, Peter Jackson really didn't have a lot to do with how that movie I mean, obviously he was the director, but he was just more like handed it in the yeah. studio, just fucking like, hey, fix this, make turn this shit into gold. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Del Toro, Guillermo Del Toro, was supposed to direct it, and yeah. I think he maybe maybe got a little into pre production and then dropped out. So then Peter Jackson had to fill in, and then at that point it was too late. Yeah, too maybe late. if Peter Jackson had had it from the start, it could yeah. have been better. But I didn't hate the Hobbit trilogy at all. In fact, I liked the Hobbit trilogy. Mm. But I'm not afraid to say that yeah, that was a CGI mess. Especially the third movie. Yes, for sure. Which I didn't get that feeling here. Although, okay. like I said, there were a few times where CGI might have looked a little weird. Yeah. But the effects were stunning. I'll give them that. Okay. The introduction to the show, I didn't skip it a few times because I was like, damn, the introduction to the show is pretty good. I look high. I have high hopes for season two. But overall, I gave this show a 65% on my rating. Okay. Fair. It's not that bad. It's not oh, that Gavin. bad. <laughs> not That's that bad. so funny. You, so, the thing, it's not that bad. It, the emphasis is on that. So it's bad. It's just not that bad. Well, it's like it's not a. It's not like the worst thing I've ever seen. It's not a travesty and the worst thing to ever grace the TV screen. But it's not good. It's not like oh my gosh, I, I love this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, if every episode was like episode seven and eight, I would not hesitate from saying this is a good show. But it was just the fact that everything took so long. Yeah, I get that. And uh, that's the the Rings of Power review from Gavin. Um, sometime in the near future, I'm not going to give a, a date when, but we will have the same thing from me about She-Hulk. I will watch it myself through that. Uh, pen and paper, take notes, really analyze it, and give an honest, unbiased Maybe a little biased. Unbiased review. Um, But we'll see. I can't promise you when that'll be. Moving on to the movie review. You guys ready for the movie review? All right, let's do that. Uh... (laughs) It's hard to find the button. All right. (laughs) Um, how long did I just rant for? That uh, was about like an hour, thirty minutes. <laughs> thirty minutes, yeah. and that was the short, condensed review too. <laughs> um, so last week or this week, whatever you want to say, uh, we had Collateral, a two thousand four movie starring Tom Cruise and Jamie Fox as the movie of the week. Don't and Jason Statham, <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs> Jason Statham was in it for all of twenty seconds. Yeah, because you mentioned him last week. I, I was that was I know I was reading. I was reading. I was like, oh my gosh, Jason Statham. He'll probably have a big role. Twenty seconds. Um. Anyways, Gavin, what did you think of Collateral? I thought this movie was pretty peculiar, to be honest. Um, exquisite. One of those movies that I can really get behind the protagonist. And oh, um, exquisite. I didn't. Can you fucking stop? Oh, exquisite. 
I didn't hate the antagonist either. In fact, I kind of had a hard time really identifying really who the antagonist was. I get it that it was Tom Cruise's character, but I was like... It, it was Tom Cruise's character, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I got that. But <laughs> I didn't hate him. I didn't really view him as an antagonist. He was just a hitman. So it's not like he was doing this to be evil. Yeah, he was He was the antagonist, though. Yeah, I got it, Ethan. <laughs> but great soundtrack. Liked it. I did like this Audio Slave song yeah, that they that showed. Yeah, really well placed with the scene with the coyotes. Yeah, I, really good symbolism there. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Joe, you want to mention the thing about the coyotes? Sure. So <laughs> I I read on Wikipedia about <laughs> a year ago that uh, I don't know. It was removed when I looked a couple days ago, so I don't know if it's true or not. But apparently <laughs> the uh, scene with the coyotes was something they just caught randomly and then added to the to the movie. So that's why it, like, it kind of zooms in quickly. Like it almost looks like they caught it by accident. So I thought that was – I don't know if it's true or not, but it, was, it would be cool if it was. So like coyotes just randomly – Got onto the set. Yeah, they no were like, okay, film yeah. these. Really? That's that's what it said. <laughs> How the hell did coyotes get on the set? Allegedly, allegedly, know. Gavin. Well, I'm going off of that. They just wandered on. It's like that meme where it's like, yeah, he really just killed that guy. We just, <laughs> kept, we just, we liked it so much, we kept it in. Uh, that's cool. Uh, so, Tom Cruise, Jamie Fox, nice. Very good acting. I'll give him that. The so, what are your negatives of the movie? Um. Well, I don't really know if I have any. Everything was pretty oh, good. Okay, cool. Uh, so, Joe. Okay. <laughs> uh, Joe, you're the one that recommended this movie to us. Um, what do you like about the movie? Uh, well, the acting is really good. Like, I think uh, I almost said Colin Farrell. That's Miami Vice. <laughs> uh, Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise have really good chemistry together. And, like, the way their characters interact and how that changes throughout the movie. And, like, their philosophies clash. Oh, yeah. I think it's it's a cool dynamic. Um, the action, it's there's not it's not like action packed, but the action scenes are really well done. They they kind of remind me of like a like an almost John Wick esque, but before John Wick, especially the the club the club fight scene shooting scene. Um, the soundtrack is really good, especially the use of that Audio Slave song. Much better use than the Audio Slave songs in Miami Vice, which I think Ethan would agree with. I really don't remember Joe. So. Oh. <laughs> um, cinematography oh yeah that was something I wanted to talk about it was what the specific camera they used the digital camera it was like the first usage of that digital specific digital camera in in movie history and they like specifically used that camera so they could capture all the uh, like the low light scene and night scenes because like most of the movie takes place during night mm-hmm. and it's night still city. it looks very like clear and it's not like hard to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. It just it gives the movie a really unique uh, look. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I do. Uh, now that you mentioned the nightclub scene, I have something I didn't like. What happened to the fucking cops? Well, well, one of them got shot. Mark Ruffalo. I literally was waiting for Mark Ruffalo to come back. He, okay, so and that, I was like, no, he's here, dead. Here's, so here's here's something I actually really enjoyed about it, and I pointed this out to Joe. Um, think about it this way. A nightclub packed with people. All right. All the cops are there. Mm-hmm. A massive shooting happens at this nightclub. And Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx are able to slip away. A couple cops and FBI agents shot. Dead bystanders, dead criminals. They're there. They're, they're not leaving that, that crime scene. Well, no, I, I didn't mean like where were the cops in general. I meant like I was waiting for those characters to come back considering yeah. they were tracking down Jamie Foxx. And Tom Cruise the whole time. And this leads me to what I was telling Joe is the the third act, like after that, 
I like, like they could have made it more intense, quote unquote. Uh, if while Jamie Foxx is in that building with Tom Cruise, the cops are all outside. Right. Yeah. Um, but I liked how it was more intimate with just them. Like the problem is one-on-one. It started with the two of them. It's going to end with the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, now that you point out like, Oh, they're just forgotten about. Like the last thing you see of the FBI agent is he was shot in the leg. Last yeah. thing you see of Mark Ruffalo, he's dead. Like supposedly, supposedly you never see him die on yeah. screen. I, Cause I was like, Oh, he had a vest on, right? No, no he, he didn't. didn't. He, he didn't? didn't. He didn't have a vest. Cause he was undercover. Remember? The, the FBI agents had vests. Ruffalo didn't because he was, oh, so he then, was LAPD. Okay, so yeah, Ruffalo's fucking dead. <laughs> um, but I, I I enjoyed the third act. I enjoyed the writing and how something happens in the beginning of the movie and it's called back to at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like t- Tom Cruise dying on the on the train, yep. right? Um, Joe pointed out on the right over here of the lights flickering on the train. You mean the flight over here? Yes, the flight over here. Um, of the lights flickering on the train when Tom Cruise event, like gets shot mm-hmm. and then kind of that could be a callback if you're not looking too deep at it to uh, the beginning of the movie when um, Max is arguing with the, the, the girl about which way is faster and then he was right she's like oh like you were right and he's like oh I, I just got lucky with the lights yeah and how boom he got lucky with the lights again um, so those little things were great. One of my favorite part of the writing is in contrast to Rings of Power where they tell you everything, they don't show you anything, they just tell you and you're supposed to be like, "Oh, okay." And you don't see anything. Is uh it's almost like a throwaway line from Mark Ruffalo in the beginning middle of the movie when he tells the other uh cop, he's like this is like that thing in Oakland where a cabbie killed three people and then killed himself. Like that doesn't make any sense. That cop thought there was someone else in that cab, right? Boom. Just a, a line that, like, okay, cool. So you might forget about it later. And then throughout the entire movie, Jamie Foxx is like, why why me? Why not get another cab driver? Why, why, why not just kill me? Why not do this? And that Tom Cruise never answers him. He could be like, oh, well, you know, at the end, like, oh, my plan was to, like, frame it all on you. And like, that's so, what I was thinking. That's, that's the point. Like, we're... The audience is smart enough to be like, that's his plan, to pin it all on Max so that he can get away, right? And I really liked how uh, Michael, well, Michael Mann, I don't think he did the script on this one. Usually he writes his movies, but I think this was by a different writer. But I'm really? sure, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he, sure. like, touched up the um, script. Sure, sure, Joe. But, uh, sure. anyways, I like how in Michael Mann's movies, especially his, like, police movies, he uses a lot of, like, cop lingo or police lingo, and they don't always like stop to explain every like little word it just adds some like realism mm-hmm. um yeah and that's funny that you said let me see this real quick hold on before well while you're yeah. looking for that yep so uh, he did not write I'm gonna kill you this movie um which is uh which is funny because i feel like it was the best written movie out of the michael mann movies i've seen that is funny uh anyways i like michael mann i guess yeah he ate yeah um, you guys got to watch Manhunter. That's that's my favorite Michael Mann movie, with William Peterson of To Live and Die in L.A. fame. Fame being just me and Ethan have seen that movie. Yep. You want some bread, Gavin? Fuck a baker. Huh? Exactly. Um, that's some. That sounds like some shit they would have said. In Rings of Power. <laughs> <laughs> the door may be made of steel, but the handle allows even the smallest of foes to pass through it. <laughs> that's the type of shit you heard. Damn, I'm gonna get that on a shirt. Um, 
No, but you know, the movie, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the writing. I, I enjoyed a lot about it. Jamie Foxx was great. Joe said that they originally wanted Adam Sandler to play uh, Max. And that's, and exa- I, that's the exact face I made. I think they also what? wanted uh, Russell Crowe for Vincent. I can see Russell Crowe playing Vincent. I can't see Adam Sandler playing Vincent. I can't see Adam yeah. Sandler. Like, that changes the whole tone of the movie. Yeah. You know? If they kept the same exact tone and it was Adam Sandler, he would stick out like a sore thumb. But I think Jamie Foxx killed it. Yeah. Um, his ability to adapt throughout the entire movie. And then it, a lot of movies fall into the trap of this character, this nobody um, at the beginning of the movie. And at the end of the movie, they're like this hero, right? They did. They were able to avoid the inconsistency of that in this movie. Yes, Max is the hero, but he, he doesn't know what he's doing type thing, you know? Like he's just doing what he can. Uh, going off of what you said about... Uh, <laughs> Max adapting, I think that kind of ties in with the ending. Where whereas <clears throat> throughout the whole movie, <coughs> you okay there? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Th- throughout the whole easy. movie, uh, Vincent, every time he kills somebody, he uses the Mozambique drill, like two shots to the chest, one to the head, and then even in the ending scene when him and uh, Max have their like final shootout on the train, he uses that same way of shooting, and the doors like block block the bullets from hitting Max. And it's like, because Cruz was like, so he wouldn't adapt. Whereas Max was changing throughout the whole movie. And it's like, because of that, Max is able to overcome Vincent in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Although I wasn't really a fan of the fact that Max just kind of accidentally killed Cruz. Like just wild firing and just one bullet got lucky to hit. Got lucky with the lights. Yeah. I was just like, "Mm." boom, mic drop. No, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really well written, really well done. I mean, I enjoyed it. I will definitely be watching it again if I have time. After She-Hulk, though, After right? She-Hulk? After She-Hulk. <laughs> not, I'm not saying watching it again, like, next week. Oh, okay. But um, I will be watching it again after She-Hulk. After She-Hulk. Um, Before Encanto. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Gavin. Gaping anus. Um, anyways... Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked all the performances, all the actors. Yeah, we get it. Except Mark Ruffalo. It is what it is. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was good. I thought he was okay. I hate Mark Ruffalo. Oh. Rip. Because he died. And he left me behind. <laughs> okay? Is that what you want to hear, Joe? I guess. His character died and left me behind. Yeah, I was looking forward to him coming back. <laughs> but nope. Anyways, um, yeah, that's that's where I stand with Collateral. My favorite character, Jason Statham, obviously. Obviously. I think mine was Jada Smith's. I bet it was, Kevin. I bet it was. I didn't even know it was her until I was looked up the cast. And I was like, damn. It was from a long time ago. 2000. Like, what, 20 years ago almost? 18? 18 years ago. Wow. That's crazy. Great movie. Like it. What do you guys think? I mean, it's all right. <laughs> no. Uh, I gave it like an 80%. Gavin gives it an 80%. Joe, what would you give it? I'd say... 100 85. Are you trying to one-up me? Maybe. I'll go 86. I gave it an 84%. Accurate ratings. I feel like those don't really happen all the time. Or like close to each other. We're all the yeah. same. If we have a guest, it's usually like maybe me and you will be close or you and the guest will be close and then one of us just the outlier. Yeah. Either way high or way low. 84%. Um, but yeah, I thought it was great. What are we watching next week, Gav man? It's a, 
It's about drive. It's about power. We're going to watch Black Adam for next Let's week. Let's go. Nice. We've, you secured our tickets for that, right? <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Yeah. No, I actually, I, look, I looked it up at 5 p.m. And I looked at the time in the theater. There's only like two tickets. Perfect. No, there's only two tickets that were bought, so it's an empty theater. Oh, to be fair, I've heard critics did not like this movie. Yeah, same. So that um, means this movie might be really good. Then who knows? Well, I there's a guy I follow on Instagram. I saw his critique of it, but we will get into that next week because I expect it's pretty spot on. Okay, and I already told Joe about it. But we will shall see. I am just going to see if Henry Cavill's in it. Yeah, me too. So, with that being said, let's get into. The static. Welcome to the static. Hey, we're we're back with this. We're from this. We're in the static now, and we're back Can here you, at doing the static. Maybe you should let me do that next time. And uh, do what? The soundboard. Why? Because I want to. No, you'd Why? abuse it. No, I wouldn't. Hey, you would? No, I wouldn't. Oh. Exquisite. You'd be doing that all the time. No, I definitely wouldn't. <laughs> Exquisite. Oh, Exquisite. Stop. Hi. Ethan. No, here. turn that shit off. <laughs> Do not play that. <laughs> um, uh, the full soundbite of that one will be on our Patreon. No, it's, <laughs> no, it won't. Please. If our Patreon's $200 a month, Gavin, yes, it will be. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, we're in the static now. I have a I have a question to pose to you guys. Got it. Shoot. Can money buy happiness? What type of happiness? Absolutely. <laughs> See, that's just sounds. Can money buy happiness? That's just that's the question. No clarifiers. I want to get your guys' response, and we can discuss it. It can buy happiness, but it won't buy fulfillment. Damn, Gavin out here with the deepness in the deep. He's deep. He's rolling in the deep. Rolling in the deep. What's He's deep in it. Deep thoughts with the deep. He's in too deep. He's in too deep. He's in deep. Thought of thoughts. He's in He's in deep in the deep. Anyway. From the boys. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's good. That uh, It can buy happiness, but it can't buy fulfillment. I think there you just ended the discussion, in my opinion. Oh, rip. Yeah. Joe, what, what do you, you – I said, Joe, I think I'm going to ask this question. Um, do you think Bunny can buy happiness? And his response was like, yes. And I was like, oh, okay, we'll get into it on the podcast then because I wasn't expecting that. So uh, what's your explanation? Well, I feel like just a lot of people, when regarding their struggles, it's usually related to money. So I think if people didn't have that to worry about, they could spend a lot of time just doing other stuff to like either better themselves or better other people without having to worry about monetary issues. Yeah, and the only people that don't say the people that do say that money can't buy happiness are usually, for the most part, are like rich people who don't have to worry about monetary problems. So, mm, I I feel like I don't know. I hate that trope in the movies where it's like some rich <coughs> person is just like, oh, they go home to their mansion and they're sad. They have their like Bugatti and the they got their Rolex. Batman. Yeah, they have all this stuff and they're like, oh, I'm so I'm so sad. It's like. I literally watch that and I'm like, I hate this. Like, I wish. I wish. Uh, I I think. Do you agree, Joe, with the statement? It can buy happiness, but it can't buy fulfillment. Can you ex- expand on that a little more, Gavin? Well, I mean, what do you want to do in life? Like, what drives you? I don't think money. I think money can help. 
I think if your fulfillment in life is to be some rich CEO, having a small loan of a million dollars might help. But okay, I, I, I get what you're saying. I guess, like, in my mind, it's like money can help you get to a point where you don't have to worry about other things and you can focus on what fulfills you rather than money being what fulfills you. Does that make sense? Yeah. I kind of agree on that. I think something Gavin said a while ago, maybe like a couple years ago, or maybe he said over the course of time, is when that topic comes up of like, can money buy happiness? It's like, man, people who like say that, that it can't buy happiness are dumb. Um, I'm just paraphrasing. But <laughs> I think I know the phrase. <laughs> he says, um, like, I'd be a lot happier if I had $100,000 right now. <laughs> That'd solve a lot of my problems. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think you're right with uh, it can buy happiness. Yeah, if I had a lot of money right now, I'd be pretty happy. I'd rather cry in a new Camaro in a shitbox. <laughs> and, uh, but like fulfillment, right? Yeah. I think the value of life is the memories you make, the relationships you have. It's about the friends we made along the way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. Boom. Uh, but yeah, that discussion was not as long as I thought it would be. That's great. <laughs> You have a backup statement? <laughs> uh, backup prompt? I have Gavin versus Wild is Let's what I go. have. Yay. Um, last week, Gavin killed the Komodo Dragon easily. I think it's because people don't know that a Komodo Dragon... The Komodo prob- Dragon is pretty OP. They it probably thought OP. it was just like a Gila monster or some shit. Like you did? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me get the exact poll numbers here. But, yeah, it was... Uh, pretty uh, staggering. Did Ethan commit voter fraud this time? or I think I only voted once on this one. I actually didn't vote on this one because I didn't know a lot about the animal and wanted to like learn more, but then it expired, so I didn't vote. I'll say you didn't want to just Google search it real quick? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, all right. Gavin, what we got here? I need to find a way to save these better. Um, I don't know. Fuck. Sorry. Got to tap all the way through. Do... I've killed all these oh, animals. It's actually it's actually a lot Not closer than I thought it was. Gavin with a meat cleaver, sixty four percent. The Komodo dragon, thirty six percent. Be fair, meat cleaver is pretty broken. I against the Komodo dragon. Yeah, one or two good swings, maybe. Um, but yeah, this week it's gonna be harder for you. Okay. Gavin paralyzed versus. Just kidding. Uh, say, how am I gonna fight? So this is the animal that Paul recommended last week. Okay. An anaconda. Like the snake. Yep. Anaconda? An anaconda. Okay. So just Gavin versus an anaconda, so that's what, what we're doing. What weapon do I get? No, nothing. You just bare What the it. fuck? Isn't the anaconda the largest non-venomous snake in the world? I was going to say, how big are they? Those things are huge. What the hell? Let me look at this. Uh, the average size of... Yeah, get the fuck out of here. The average size of an anaconda is 15 feet. Sheesh. Um, how heavy are they? Those things 550 like pounds. Yeah. Uh, what... How fast are they? Does it matter? Uh, they can all oh, on land five miles an hour. That's amazing, but I'm not challenging it to a fucking race. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you ask how fast something is, I'm going to say that to you. Like striking speed, maybe. Um, are they dangerous? Let's look. What the? F- I'd imagine so. What do you mean? Is it dangerous? They Did you take, not see the picture? We they just can saw? take down jaguars. That's they crazy. can take down people. How strong is it? Pretty they, strong. 
If it can take down a jaguar. Bite force of 900 PSI. Hey, what's the human bite force again? Like 60. Yep. Sheesh. And the bite force, I'd kill you by biting your throat out. Maybe. Now imagine an anaconda. I don't even think anacondas bite you. Don't they coil you? Aren't they a constrictor? Or are they venomous? Regardless, it doesn't sound like a great situation. Either way, yeah. If it's venomous, I'm even more screwed. Hey, right here it says, can a gorilla beat an anaconda? A gorilla would destroy an anaconda. So I think you can do it. I, do I have the strength of a gorilla? No. Okay. Well, the strength of Gavin. I want the strength of a gorilla. No, you're stronger. I want a gorilla companion, and then I will take the fight. Okay. You got a gorilla do they, teaching you in the corner. That's not fair. They're able to catch crocodiles? Damn. So this thing kills crocodiles? Yeah. And I'm so, supposed to beat this without a weapon. So what do you want? <sighs> Give me something that Rocket I'll, launcher. I'll dumb it in half <laughs> for you. Cool, you get, a, you get fireworks. Take, you get a flare no. gun. How about a cannon? Nah. No cannon? Give you a flare gun. No, it's not going to do anything. You could, would that blind it? No. Even if it blinded it, it's not going to kill it. Hmm, let's think, let's think. Blunt weapon or piercing weapon? Blunt. Blunt, blunt. Can I have a sledgehammer? I'll give you a sledgehammer. I'll take a sledgehammer. Just raw Gavin versus... Okay. Or, yeah, sledgehammer Gavin. If I can get, like, one hit on its head, it's done. Just bonk it. Okay. If I can bonk it, oh, if, it's fa- it's, if it's fast enough, I might be in trouble. <laughs> Maybe I can, like, stick the sledgehammer in its mouth so that way it can't, like, bite me or something. Then, like... No. Does it, do they have venom? No. <clears throat> oh, they don't? Oh, then, yeah, see. I probably would. If they have venom, I definitely would not put my hands near its mouth. But... <laughs> uh... Oh, nope, they're not venomous. They, yes, so are they constrictors, then? Yep. So, yeah, just get the hammer in its mouth and then rip it apart. Yep. I shove it you. down. I believe in you, Gavin. I don't think that would help. They can actually. But you stretch. are in like you are in water. What? Why uh, am I in water? You're not in water. You're in a rowboat on the water. That what? sounds. Dumb. How's he supposed to use That's the hammer? Even worse. <laughs> but like, because they they're faster in water. But I'm slower in water. But you're on a boat. No, I'll fight like a foot deep in water. Okay. That's a that's a good compromise. Do you want the boat or no? No, because then I'd have to balance myself on top of being in water. That would be even worse. That'd be an even bigger handicap. What if it's a big boat? So like a ship? Like a yacht. I'll be on the, sh- I'll be on the yacht. The fight takes place on a yacht in but the middle a, of the but ocean. But it's a really, really small yacht, like a miniature yacht. I don't have to worry about falling off balance. No, it's like the size of this table. That is not a yacht. It's like a miniature, like a scale. That's like not a, even like a, a scale canoe. replica of it. I don't even think that's a canoe. <laughs> yeah, canoes are bigger than this table. Or a kayak. What the hell kind of boat is this? Like, this is a raft. This what, is a piece you, of driftwood. Do you want a raft? No. <laughs> okay. This is a plank of wood. I'll give you the rocket launcher if you take the raft. No, no because then I risk took killing too long. myself. No, you took too long. No, I risk killing myself. You took too long. You don't get the rocket launcher. I'd explode. You took too long. <laughs> All right. Uh, be sure to vote on Gavin versus Wild. Gavin versus an anaconda with a sledgehammer. They both have sledgehammers. And no, bo- no boat. <laughs> and no boat. No boat. Foot deep in water. I believe in you, Kevin. Gavin, I, I do too. I think you got this in the bag, as the kids say. You ever do sledgehammer tires? I've done it before. Where you take it? Yeah. I used to be a king at those. Yep, so be a king again. <coughs> All right, that's Gavin versus Wild. Be Is sure to vote. A... No, never mind. Be sure to vote I'm on. I'm not going to finish that thought. Be sure to vote on our Instagram at OEF White Noise. Don't forget to put in the comments, too. Ethan reads those tallies. Those. <laughs> put it in the comments, and we will calculate all the votes together to calculate it. Speaking <laughs> of comments. Speaking of comments. 
uh, leave a comment down below in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> Where you leave the Where comments. else would you leave one? Uh, on YouTube at One Eyed Fits. That is the YouTube channel where we upload Even the White Noise podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, so if you leave a comment, there's a chance it will be read on next week's episode. Last week on episode 43, Marvel Delays and DC Rumors, Jay left the comment, really enjoyed the stories this week in Ethan's Miami Vice versus Heat comparison. Thanks, Jay. Miami Vice versus Heat. Here's the thing. I enjoyed Collateral better. Than both? I think I think it's my favorite out of the three. Okay. I think Miami Vice... Oh, not my favorite. Gosh, I said that last. I think Heat is a better movie. Like, all around better movie. Like, technical aspects. Okay. And then Collateral is just a little notch below that. Miami Vice is a notch below that. And it's funny as like the years go on, how in my opinion at least it went downhill. Just just in those three movies, I haven't seen all of Michael Mann's movies. Manhunter, Manhunter, that better be the best one then if it's Martian Manhunter from nineteen eighty six. But yeah, leave a comment down below, and there's a chance it'll be read on the show. And also, song of the week, Gavin. I was not prepared. All right, Joe, so do you have a song of the week? Well, he, up, uh, Joe, let's hear your song of the week. Citizen Erased by Muse. Citizen Erased by, by Muse. Muse. It's like seven minutes long, but it's really good. What the heck, Joe? You know how we feel about long things on this show. We will be watching or listening to the radio version. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Thank you guys for joining us. Joe, always a pleasure to have you. Always a pleasure to be on the show. You think they're going to have a Shazam skin and, uh, or not Shazam, Black Adam skin in Fortnite? I feel like they already announced that. They might already have it. A Black Adam skin in Fortnite? Well, Dwayne Johnson's so. already in it, so there Yeah, is. but is he Black Adam? Double Dwayne it? Johnson. Double Dwayne Johnson. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> like, Chris Pratt has, like, the most Lego characters. Does he? He has Emmett. He has uh, Jurassic World. Oh. He has Star-Lord. <laughs> um, he might have another one, but, like official like like i think he had a second character and i never saw the second lego movie but i think he played a second character in that. and now he'll have mario if, let's go if it is officially released by lego yes oh. but that that's what i was counting because there's like off-brand ones that like aren't made by lego but they're still like the lego bricks Do they have a parks and rec lego that's i think that's one of the like the off-brand ones oh. um or like custom ones but yeah he has i think he has the most Lego characters, so that's cool. And what was the other thing we just said? That is pretty cool. Well, why did we bring that up? <laughs> why did I bring it up? <laughs> Guys, you got the memory fish. Memory fish. <laughs> got the memory of a goldfish there. Why did I bring it up? What was I doing again? <laughs> oh, Dwayne Johnson. Huh? Wait, yeah. did I say Dwayne Johnson? Dwayne I, Johnson said, Fortnite? I said Dwayne Johnson's Fortnite. <laughs> okay. You were doing fair. your goodbye, and I was like, do you think Dwayne Johnson's going to get a Fortnite skin for Black Adam? Um, yeah, be sure to follow us on all social medias on Instagram. At OEF White Noise, OEF Studios, and at the Old Fashioned Pod. It is coming soon. It does exist. I promise. Perfect. I, nice. it, honestly, the first episode might be released like for our one year at this point. <laughs> um, one can hope, but no promises made here, guys. The Bob Ross video, it's out there somewhere. I just need to finish it. Not coming soon. Maybe that'll be for our one year, too. Yeah. <laughs> um,. <laughs> But yeah, you know, we we have a lot of exciting things planned for for uh, for Wide Fit Studios. You know, it's just a matter of having the time to do it. But what is planning without action? You know, true. And I will leave you on that note. What is planning without action? We will have to find out next week. 
Appreciate you guys for joining us. Joe, thank you for being on the show. Anything you want to say to the people? Nope, not that I can think of. Oh, okay. All right, cool. With that being said. We got to watch Ethan get put in the mating press. Oh, Goodbye. no. Hurry up and end the episode. It doesn't work when you do that. What do you mean? Um, this is why I need to have the control box. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but anyways, that was the canon ending. Whatever you say is not the canon. <laughs> ending. Appreciate you guys. It's been great. Nice, just vibing. Rip and ended. All right. Bye, guys. Peace. <laughs> Bye. All right, let's go, guys. It's a good show. That's good. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <laughs> you know, I think uh, Joe is nice having you here. Gavin. All right, let's upload this thing and get it started.